When the wind blows through this desert It moans a desperate howl A sound to warn of a coming storm From deep within the ground Calling out to every shadow Of this dry and thirsty land Blood and bone Dust and stone Cold hard steel and sand Halfway between Fort Worth and El Paso West of Big Spring and Big Lake Lies a place upon our planet Where old Satan's army landed Thrown down to earth from heaven's holy grace One third of all the angels broke their bones upon the basin Blood soaked into the stone, thick and black They gave us fame, wealth and power And it's paid out by the hour You take it, son, there ain't no turning back Santa Rita number one Blocking out the evening sun The sound of thunder booming under sand People came from far and wide to watch it rain down from the sky Drilling deep beneath the reach of mortal man The angels they did mourn when that sacred bell was torn Lifeblood pumped from planetary crust That petroleum did flow from the Permian below And the buildings made of stone rose up from dust Used to bow their heads and pray In the light of every rising sun Here on earth thy will be done As it is in heaven every day Spirits roam this barren land Disguised as blowing desert sand Carried on the western prairie wind Waiting for the lightning flash The rising smoke to smell of ash The crash of thunder underground again in stone cold hard steel and sand
just heard Cold Hard Steel and Sand by Braxton Key off of his EP, Neon Dreams. We had a great chat today. Let's get right to it. The Country Underdog Podcast. <laughs> there we go. There we go. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Nothing much? Hanging out. Is it raining where you are, too? Uh, it's like sprinkling a little bit. Like sprinkling? Yeah, dude, it was hard to get out of bed this morning. <laughs> it was. It's hard to get out of bed any morning, though. <laughs> dude, I feel that. I mean, I stay up so late working most of the time, and it's like I want to get up early. I want to get ahead of the world. But, uh, you know, it doesn't happen. <laughs> I've, I've felt that the last couple months actually <laughs> yeah so i mean I, I don't know if you know my name my name's reed um founder country underdog all that stuff um i'm from dallas texas but i now live in longview uh, that's where our, our office is um i see you're from san angelo yeah uh originally from midland texas but i live in san angelo right now okay what brought you out to San Angelo? Uh, college out here. I go to ASU. ASU? Okay. I got you. I got you. What drew, what drew you to ASU? I actually didn't want to go to college at all. Uh, one of my friends signed me up for ASU um, and got all my information, and I ended up getting in. So I came down here, and uh, then they left and went back to Midland. I ended up staying. Uh, Cause I met some cool people and uh, the roommate that I moved in with was completely random, but he's the only reason that I'm doing music today. <laughs> What's your roommate's name? His name's Aaron. He's uh, my accountant actually, but uh, <laughs> walked in on me playing guitar one day and was like, you should go play at a bar or something. And I was like, okay, <laughs> did it once, <laughs> never quit. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Your accountant. Yes, sir. So does he, I guess, do all your accounting for your music, all that stuff? Yeah, he's trying to specialize in music right now so that he can have like a niche market. Really? Okay, so so he kind of helped you get into music and I guess in, in return you're kind of helping him yeah. get into... Getting into accounting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Giving him stuff to do, keeping him busy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh gosh, I could not do accounting. I mean... Neither. I graduated college with a business administration degree, but I was not good at numbers. Still am not. <laughs> Me neither. Much more of an idea, man. And like, like a go and actually do stuff, do something. Yeah. But uh, no. So I, dude, I really enjoyed your live on TikTok the other night. Oh, I, that's, that's probably the longest I've watched a live in a while. I, I, you know, like you're scrolling through on there and you see people live and it's like, Ooh, okay. Boom. Or you're on Instagram and you get a little notification, so and so's live, and it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it was really cool, man, to well, see you. everyone everyone engaging with you and all that stuff. You've really built a good following on there. Thank you. I appreciate you for answering their questions and stuff, man. <laughs> I can't read <laughs> and sing at the same time. And so I saw you were answering, and I was like, thank God somebody's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll come on. I'll be your moderator. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, dude. What what was that song that you played that was unreleased? 
Uh, what is that called? There's a couple of them that are unreleased right now, but I think the one I played that night was uh, a little bit closer. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. So, I mean, you currently have two singles out, um, uh, six songs on your EP, yeah. um, Neon Dreams, oh, yeah. uh, Cold, Cold, uh, Cold Hard Steel and Sand, and Drifter seem to be the super popular ones from that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know everyone that that night was like, play Drifter, play Drifter, play Drifter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like Drifter's probably one of my favorites, uh, except for a little bit closer. I, I don't know. I like that one a lot. I'm ready to release some more stuff. <laughs> have you have you been in the studio recently? Have, or has it all just been, you, you're just writing, putting stuff out? Or uh, I've not been in the studio since last July. Um, I haven't been at all. I'm thinking within this next month, I'm going to be in the studio somewhere, but I don't even know where yet. Okay. Where'd you record Neon Dreams? Uh, I recorded it at Off the Road Studios in Nashville. Okay. Yeah. You just made the trip up. <laughs> yeah. That was a crazy haul. <laughs> we drove all the way there. I won't do that again. <laughs> Dude, I, I've wanted to go to Nashville so many times because I've, I've had some artists that are like, Hey, come up to Nashville. We can hang out and grab some drinks, whatever. I'm like, that sounds, that sounds pretty awesome. But then, then I, then I, I Google how long the drive is from East Texas. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> I get a flight. Uh, yeah. Honestly, honestly. I mean, I, I, I flew from Lubbock to Dallas once. I might as well just, fly from east texas to nashville there you go <laughs> but that seems to be something that a lot of artists from texas are doing i mean there's a whole texas music scene the whole like kind of we don't like nashville thing but at the same time nashville is where all the good studios are producers all that stuff oh, yeah. and th and over time they've kind of started to buy into this uh texas music scene with artists like Cody Johnson, Randall King, uh, Co Wetzel, um, all those guys signing out there. So it's nice to see Nashville kind of opening their doors in a way. Um, yeah, for sure. Then again, I guess if, if, if you're throwing money at them, it's like, here, here's some money. I mean, they're going to take it. <laughs> they don't yeah. care what you're putting out. <laughs> yeah. That's some kid asked me that on the live. I, maybe it was two or three days ago. They were like, how do you get into a studio? And I was like, what do you mean? How do you get in, dude? If you have money, like, they'll take it from you gladly. Any studio. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember that. I was on. I was on there for that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, then again, there is a lot of really good studios out here in Texas. I guess they're just a little bit harder to find. Yeah, um, I recorded uh, "Make Up Your Mind" and "Honky Tonk Crowd" at uh, Amusement Park Studios in Lubbock. Okay. And uh, they were really good. Uh, they do. They did some of Flatland Calvary's earlier stuff a lot of a lot of great artists have, have come out there come yeah. from out there and I, I was in school out in west texas for two years at a small school next to tech i was gonna go to tech but then i got a baseball scholarship to play at a school next to tech i was like best of both worlds baby oh, but, um, no uh wayland baptist oh okay yeah 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 Thanks, so Went to Wayland Baptist, made, made some really good buddies, and we'd drive to Lubbock every Thursday night, pile on into my Tahoe. I'd drive a sophomore, a junior, and a senior, and whoever else tagged along. 
to Wild West out there in Lubbock, and they'd be drinking on the way there in in the back. I think I had like 11 people in my car once. It was, it was bad. But and then we'd get to the parking lot, they'd make me shotgun a four loco and, and we'd go and dance. <laughs> and then and then by like three in the morning, I was sober enough to drive home. There you go. They, they had still been drinking there. But um, no, it, it, it was fun being out there and, and going to concerts. Uh, funny enough, my first concert, uh, Texas Country-wise, that I ever went to was Curtis Grimes. Really? And... Two years later, whenever I transferred to East Texas Baptist out here um, to play baseball, I ended up having a class with Curtis Grimes. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I had like a little uh, week-long mini-mester with Curtis Grimes and his wife, and no one else knew who he was except <laughs> for me. And I, and I didn't say anything until like the last two days of the class everyone kind of figured out who he was and i was like yo dude like you were like the first concert i went to all this stuff <laughs> and crazy. so I'm, i mean him and i talk here and there but uh yeah it was crazy um how did i even get on that topic lubbock you were talking about lubbock so yeah. um th- there's a pretty good studio out here in east texas uh, called uh, rosewood studios i believe yeah uh, rosewood's cool yeah um, they do Cody Hibbard stuff, um, yeah. Dylan Westmoreland, I believe he, he's a newer guy. They work pretty closely with Smith music, mm. um, the, 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 the distributor and all that stuff. Yeah. So it is just about finding, uh, the right fit for you. Um, yeah, I definitely haven't found far. it, but, uh, I'm not worried about it either. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I like Nashville way better than Texas because in Texas, it took me three months to cut the first two singles, like three months a piece. And yeah, it was kind of ridiculous, but it was just, I mean, I was in school and then we had to go down there, travel back, cut vocals, travel back. I don't know. In Nashville, we cut six songs in four hours. Like they get that shit done. Interesting. So what is the difference production wise? that allows for that um, allows you to get it done like that. Oh, the musicians are top notch. Yep. They walk in there. I walked in there with them. I introduced myself. They listened to all the songs on acoustic and then they were talking in numbers for a while and I'm not a number guy. <laughs> I don't know Nashville numbers. A whole band yeah. does, but I don't. And so I was just sitting there listening and uh, then literally they were just like, all right, we'll take it right now. And they clicked it in and first take, it was like, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're, you're standing there saying, it's like, this is like on point. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> sounds good guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess most musicians dreams, especially like the older ones and all that stuff is to grow up, move to Nashville and just try and make, make a career. Oh, yeah. um, and it, it's still somewhat a fairly new thing to be able to do it on your own here in Texas, whether you're a musician or an artist, um, because of Spotify and Apple Music, you can put your music on there and they distribute it for you and all that stuff. So you don't necessarily need a record label. You don't need a top notch recording studio. You could record a pretty good album at home, honestly. Oh, yeah. But it just comes, I guess that's a big difference is the musicians because all the musicians kind of have been attracted to nashville over the years oh yeah you can throw a rock in nashville and hit somebody who can play the hell out of 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, so, "Cold Heart Steel and Sand" is that a song that you thought would take off the way that it did? I I don't know. I'm my biggest inspiration is Marty Robbins, and uh, I wrote that with a good buddy of mine, Charlie Stout. And oh. uh, yeah, we were we sat down one day, and he asked me what I wanted to write about, and I told him I wanted to write about Midland where I'm from, but Flatland already wrote that song. And so have, I mean, a bunch of other people, John Bauman. And so I wanted to write about it in a way that was different. And uh, he was like, well, we could kind of write like a Coulter Wall style or Marty Robbins style song. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Sat down, started thinking about uh, how uh, all my friends out of high school that didn't go to college got trapped in the oil field because there's nowhere else that they can go that will make them that much money. And so yeah. it's kind of trapping. So I guess, I mean, I love the old field, but in that song, it's kind of made out to be the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I had a, uh, I had a podcast chat with a guy named Colby Acuff the other day. I don't know if you've listened to any of his music. He's from Idaho. Um, about to release that probably within the next day or so. But we were talking about the younger generation of, of kids nowadays. Um, always growing up with social media, all that stuff. And they're more than likely, they're more likely than not going to work in the oil field, um, go do things like that. And we, yeah. we, were, we were talking about like people who are a dying breed and people in the oil field, those are some of the people that are kind of dying off people. It's not a, it's not a glorious job to have. Um, it's just something that you can do and make a bunch of money without having a degree. Um, and they're hardworking people, but I mean, I, I I don't really, I I don't really think that that song kind of vilifies people (laughs) in the oil field. I mean, I guess Uh, it vilifies the oil though. Um, I don't know. Talking about how, uh, it gives a backstory to how the oil got there. And okay. that's what I like about it. Uh, talks about how like Satan fell from heaven and took one third of all the angels with him. And they landed in the Permian basin and their blood soaked into the stone, which made the oil. <laughs> See, that's super cool. That is super cool. Well, I love songs that you can listen to it over and over again, pick up something new. Oh yeah, um, and still feel like you don't have like the full story, so it makes you want to keep listening. Um, and that that is definitely one of those songs. Um, Thank. You. And and then there's songs that you listen to it and it's like I have no fucking clue what the heck this is saying. <laughs> and you got to get get on Google and you spend twenty minutes trying to figure out what 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 it's saying and all that stuff. What the lyrics um, are? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoot, they don't I mean, even know. It says maybe this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I listened to this song um, by this guy uh, named Clint Roberts, hmm. and he has a song called Nero's Waltz. So I had to look up, like, what the heck? Like, I Nero, he was a dictator, all this stuff, and I was trying to figure out everything that I was saying, and it really turned out to be uh, it's like a commentary on the world, society, and like power and all this stuff. And uh, it's still like how this dude is a genius when it comes yeah. to writing, writing songs like this. Uh, I have a buddy who 
uh, like went to college with him. And he was like, yeah, dude, he's, he's a, he straight A's genius, all this stuff. And I was like, there are, there's people that write songs that are like out of everyone's league. Like they're, they're so good that they aren't understood. Oh yeah. Um, but I was worried, so, we were worried about that with cold hard steel and sand too. Um, cause my crowd's generally not like, uh, older businessmen from the oil field. <laughs> it's usually like young college kids. So I was worried that cold hard steel and Sam was going to go right over a bunch of people's heads, but, uh, everybody seems to like it. Oh yeah, dude. I think everyone likes really good sounding music anyways. Yeah. And uh, like in the Texas scene, people, people like, the lesser known guys, the underdogs, whatever you want to call them. And whenever they hear really good quality music and a unique voice, uh, they're, they're just attached to it no matter what it's saying, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's see. So make up your mind is still your, your most popular song. Um, I guess because was that the was that the first song that you you released? Yeah, that was the first single I released. So, how many songs do you think you had to write before you wrote "Make Up Your Mind" and decided that's the one that you wanted to release? I didn't want to release that one. I still don't like that song to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in the studio and I played the producer probably about fifteen songs, and he was like, "We got through all of them," and he goes, uh, mm, "You have anything else?" I was like, yeah, I got this one. Like, I don't really like it, though. I played it for him. And he was like, that's the one. And I was like, damn it. But everybody seems to like it. It's just not as country as I like. Like, it's, it sounds kind of more rockish. And uh, right. if, eventually I want to recut it and just make it country to the bone. But mm. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I have noticed that when, whenever you listen to that, and then you go like right into Cold Heart Still and it's like, is this, is this the same? Is this, is this the same guy in a way? Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, That's why I like it being at the the bottom of that uh, EP is because you listen to all those songs, and then you hit that last one, you're like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Make Up Your Mind was the first song that I heard from you before you had released the EP. Yeah. And so whenever you released the EP, I was like hot damn I was, like, <laughs> I was like okay he's stepping up a little bit Heck yeah. Um, but yeah man um so who do you listen to a lot of besides marty robbins um what what lesser known artists uh do you find yourself just listening to all, all the time uh david lewis is uh david lewis have you heard of him? I don't know. Ju- uh, what is it called? I'm in love with the jukebox or uh, Date Day with the jukebox. Date with the jukebox. Yes. Okay. Oh my goodness, that's my. He played. So we we had to play a rodeo last year, and I needed a lead guitar player. And my pedal steel player was like, "I got a guy. Don't worry about it." So it comes to the day of the show. Never met this kid. Never played with this kid. Doesn't don't know if he knows any of our music. He walks into my garage, my parents' garage in Bernie, Texas, and uh, he just starts ripping, ripping up on this telly. And it was the most fun I've ever had. He gets into it and he can, I mean, he's like Brad Paisley. Like that's how good he is at guitar. And he ripped it up and he was 
singing harmonies with me. And I was like, what do you, what do you do? Like you play guitar for a living? He was like, yeah, I have my own band and stuff. I started listening to some of his music and I was like, golly, dude, that's country stuff. <laughs> I like that. And this dude only has 250 monthly listeners. Oh, he's good. He's good. I, well, I just saved some of his songs. I'm going to for sure give him a listen. Heck yeah. <laughs> Let's see. That's only one that's, I guess, not well known that I listen to. I listen to mostly old stuff. Yeah. I, like I gotcha. Old school stuff. But uh, him, I mean, I listen to artists that I play with. So like mm-hmm. Tristan and Hayden Haddock and I mean, everybody that's about my my age dude tristan's uh album that he just put out oh my god dude i've been listening to we've been on tour with him right so we've been uh i was listening to all the songs during his uh first set and i was like holy shit and then he put them out oh my goodness i texted him last night and was like this this is fire dude like (laughs) it's it's crazy good my favorite song from that though is uh texas swing Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! With the squeeze box bandits, dude. Now, we, 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 got to, we got to promote, or we we got to put out the single premiere for that one. Really? Uh, Alex Torres sent us over the MP3, and we put it out. Uh, I got to talk with Abel Casillas from the squeeze box squeeze box bandits. Uh, he plays the harmonica, or you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but he, it, it it was really cool. It's a really cool song. Um, he was, he was talking about if, if you're not a huge country fan, but you like Tex-Mex music, this song's for you. If you, if you are a country fan and you haven't really listened to much Tex-Mex music, it's a really good thing to kind of get you into it. And, uh, I'm in love with that song. It it goes together perfectly. It does. But I'm a, I mean, that's my secret love is Spanish music. That's what I listen to all the time in the truck. I, I don't speak Spanish, but, uh, everything they sing is so beautiful. Yeah. And I just, I love the accordion. That's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yes. That's the word I was looking for. Um, no, yeah, dude. Like Tex-Mex, like Spanish music, it is just, it's, it's really vibey, I guess oh, yeah. you could say. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't have to know what it, what it says, but it does sound beautiful. You go to, you go to a Mexican restaurant and you're just, in a good mood oh yeah i don't know if it's the food or the music it's probably both, probably both. <laughs> but um yeah dude for sure so i mean see what's my favorite one that, that he put out on there um i mean I, i've listened to it all as it, it's come out and i gravitate towards the newer songs every time they come out because new songs come out i listen the crap out of them and then and then yeah. i the next week, next new songs come out. Listen to the crap of those. Eventually, things make their way down the list. But um, honestly, a uh, whole lot of you. Day drinking was really cool, and uh, drink about me. That one was. I don't know if you listened to those very much yet. But oh yeah. Drink about drink about me. It, it has some some cool wordplay, and it's oh, yeah. just some cool thoughts on it. But um, no, yeah, dude, Tristan. It, I've I've listened to him. Ever since he was, uh, since he was only on Twitter singing like acoustic songs on Twitter, like yeah. he grew up on Twitter way back in the day. Um, 
before he signed with uh, Torres Music Group and all that stuff. Um, I was a big fan of Shotgun Rider. Oh, yeah. Big fan of those guys. And uh, then they broke up, and Tristan kind of came on board. I saw him and Logan um, in the Dallas area, and, and we, we got to talk and all that stuff. But it, they, they, they put together – Really cool tour. I think Torres Music Group is doing a fantastic job. Oh, they are. Uh, but uh, there's, there's some real, real good people. It'll be interesting to see where Tristan goes from here. Um, yeah, I mean, it just blows up, and because uh, I, I think he has real, he he honestly has mainstream potential. Yeah, easy. And that's what we were talking about when I met him last year when when I went to Nashville to record, and he was like, you know, I love playing in Texas, and I love being a country artist, but I want to be a country artist. I don't want to be labeled as Texas because I don't want people to get mad when I want to play everywhere. Like I don't want to just play in Texas. I love Texas and I want to play in Texas, but I want everybody to hear my music. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, Texas has the whole stigma like, Oh, F you Nashville. Like we don't need you. Stuff like that. Um, which I mean, part of it has a point, but I think, uh, the industry's opening its eyes a little bit, and there's more opportunity to guys coming out of Texas because of Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. You don't have to have a big record label. Um, I mean, you you see a lot of these artists that have never toured, never played live before. They're just putting out music on TikTok, and they blow up, and then a record label signs them. Oh my so, goodness! Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, I post stuff every day and I'm like, how are they blowing up? I don't know the algorithms, man. I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> well, well, so these people, they'll, they'll, they'll put out a song and then they'll lip sync over it doing yeah. whatever. I, I, one weird thing that I've seen on TikTok recently is that all these girl artists are like lip syncing over their song while they're making coffee. I don't know if you've, if you've come across that. Yep. <laughs> they're making all these weird coffee concoction drinks it's like what is this is it, I, I don't even know but so it's views, there's, man. <laughs> there's tiktok artists uh that i've never played before that that start put up putting on music and we'll see if it translates to live shows yeah. um and, and then there's people who have played live shows before and they just use tiktok as a tool to grow um it works too yeah for sure you can see the number I was sure. against TikTok when it first came out, and I was like, there's no way that's going to help anything. I was completely wrong. I, the other day, I put out uh, the canvas for uh, Memories Die. Yeah. And now Memories, Memories Die has never had very many plays. Like, it had like, I don't know, like 2,000 plays that day. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, it's at like 55,000 now and honestly like i i didn't see it before in your top five before probably this this week or so yeah crazy um but yeah i mean it it has it, it, you can have zero followers and you can post something and it can get a million views and in one night you, you, you never great. know in one night yeah for sure um so it, it, it's an incredible tool the only thing that artists really haven't figured out yet is how to promote shows with it I tried. I've tried to put like show posters and stuff. The problem is I'll post them two, three days before and then people will still be liking that 
four or five days after the show's already happened. And I'm like, well, you didn't get to come, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Inst- Instagram's more formal. Things need to look good, all yep. that. Where TikTok's informal, and you can just go sit right there. Gonna be you, the camera, and your guitar, um, or it can be whatever you want. You, you fucking around, um, wearing your merch, making some making some ran, random merch video. Yeah, tw- twisted bitch cattle company. Um, That's not like that. my merch, though. Uh, I know, I know. Okay, I made I made the mistake. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's always like, "Oh, yo, I'm wearing your merch," and I'm like, "Twisted Bitch isn't my merch, but I, I'm glad that y'all support companies that I support." <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Um, let's see. So, ha- have you heard of uh, Taylor McCall at all? That name sounds really familiar. He has a song that. Um, there's a song called The Hounds and Jericho Rose. I think I've heard Jericho Rose. Yeah, I don't know. That's one other dude that I've been listening to a bunch of. Um, he, y'all honestly kind of have similar sound. Um, Taylor McCall. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's really Western. He doesn't look it, but um, he puts out some, some cool stuff. I I, I listen to so much music, dude. It's hard to uh, talk about everyone. Um, <laughs> it's hard to really absorb everything that uh, these people are putting out. But um, oh, I believe it. It's coming out every day, dude. Every single day. And like, I mean, I I'm just now bringing a couple more people onto our team. Um, I'm bringing on a guy named Lucas Souza. Um, he he's a he's an artist in College Station. Um, he's, he's still in college and he wants to be a writer. So he's going to start writing some stuff for me. And then yeah. I'm, I'm trying to bring on some, some interns out here just so we can uh, put out cool stuff on y'all all the time. I mean, we, we got to have you down and do a podcast in person. I mean, I got the in-person podcast set up back here, I'm building yeah. a se- separate podcast room. Attached and where do you, to the office. you're out of Dallas, huh? No, Longview, which is East Texas Longview? outside outside of Tyler. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was going to say, we're going to, we're playing in, uh, at Granada theater next week, next weekend, opening up for Randall King there. Okay. If you're not doing that. Come by. <laughs> <laughs> shoot up. Shoot. I will try. So in, in order to pay for this office and everything else, I'm, I work a second job. I work oh, really? at a restaurant right now. Um, what restaurant? It's just this. Uh, it's just this small like bar restaurant here in downtown Longview that just opened up. I initially approached them to run their social media and build their website, which is something I also do on the side for small businesses um, in order to pay for my apartment and all this stuff. Um, and they were like, "You want a job too?" I was like, "Okay." So I'm I'm like our only male server. I work <laughs> with twenty girls. Hey, that's <laughs> a life right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, it's it's interesting. I was like, "Hey, hire some more guys, damn it!" And you were like, "I don't know of many guys that can put up with all this shit like you." Yeah. <laughs> Drama, some high school girls, whatever. It's just I don't even know. But hopefully, I'll be stopping that soon. Going full time on this again, like I once was. But um, I mean, I, country iron dog doesn't doesn't make money. Yeah. It's it, it it's a passion. The only way we make money is merchandise 
and through advertising revenue on the website, which I honestly just now got up. But in order to get that, we got to put out a bunch of content. But yeah. I'm, I'm over here doing podcasts, writing blog articles, creating graphics, uh, updating things on the website. Um, I've been working on artist pages for all y'all. I, I think I have like 150 on the website trying to figure out what exactly I want to do with that. And then I'm trying to start a merchandise brand as well as another thing called Bandside, um, where artists can pay like $5, $10 a month flat rate to have their merchandise on the site, um, whether it's pop, country, rap. And so it can be one place for all of y'all's merchandise to be. Um, yeah, that's so, not so I got all kinds of stuff going on, but my passion is supporting y'all and that's uh, one of the things that me and Colby Acuff were talking about was that he said he's, he's realizing more and more that um, artists and the pages that support these artists are kind of similar. So yeah. I mean, we, appreciate, I, we appreciate the support, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's just cool to talk to y'all. It, that, that's the best part about it is listening to y'all's music and I can't tell you how many times I've been listening to an artist's music and they send me a text. It's like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> that is cool. But, um, so let's see, tell me a little bit more about how you got into music and, um, what really, like what age did you learn the guitar? Uh, I actually learned piano first. I, uh, I was in piano lessons from kindergarten until I was in sixth grade <clears throat> and then, uh, or maybe seventh grade. Uh, I quit because I wanted to, uh, I wanted to play Elton John. He was the only reason that I liked piano. And, uh, uh, my teacher never let me cause we had ensembles that we had to practice for. And we were always doing stuff that was for competitions or something. So I just quit one day and, uh, my little brother played acoustic guitar and uh so i taught myself how to play guitar uh just started right i've been writing songs though since i was really little uh and i talked to my parents about getting into music when i was really little probably like seven years old and uh they were like no nah, it's too hard to make it too hard to make it in the music industry and uh, i got to college and uh i just fiddled around on guitar i mean i didn't play in front of very many people and uh, my roommate walked in one day. He was, he was a cheerleader. So he had a couple cheerleaders with him. And they were listening through my door. And they were like, hey, come out here and play for us. And I was like, nah, I'm all right. And they were like, no, just come out here and play. Like, you're pretty good. So I started playing for them. Started playing for a couple people at the dorms. And they were like, you should really, like, you should cut some of these songs that you've written and put them out there. And, like, go play, play some, like, bars and stuff. So my first show was man, I guess it was 2019 in May at uh, Rock and Rodeo in Midland, Texas. And uh, ever since then, I couldn't, I couldn't stop, man. <laughs> it's addicting. Dude, I'm sure. I mean, from hanging out with, with some bands backstage, I, I can see how addicting it can be. I mean, then again, as long as you're not on drugs, I mean, <laughs> yeah. doing, doing all this stuff. I mean, I was hanging out with Pegasus on the rooftops. Uh, couple weeks ago backstage and they are some animals dude oh yeah dude we opened up for pecos in uh brownwood and 
Oh man, my liver was hurting for them boys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, but at the end of the day, they are just really two. They're they're, they're cool dudes. Oh yeah, Kalen, Pecos, all of them. Uh, they're 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 just at the end of the day, they're just they're around our age. They're they're just chill and oh yeah, they're they're living a dream and it's really cool to see that. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, we, we were the first people to ever interview them back before this damn song had even a hundred streams. Wow. And I, I remember sitting there just like you and I are doing, and it's just the, f- the five of them sitting there with Keystones in Lubbock, Texas, and we're just chatting it up. And then a week later, the song started to blow up. And it's like, this is awesome. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. So it, th- that's really kind of what keeps me going through all this is – seeing y'all grow and blow up and kind of being there from, from, from the start. That's what makes it worth it to me. And, um, it's just, it's cool to kind of be a part of it, but like, not really, but like, um, I I don't know. The the thing about the music industry and like, like your parents were saying, it's like, Oh, it's hard to make it by the same time. The sky is the limit. Oh yeah. There's no limit as to, what you can do there being a musician there's a fine line that y'all walk between being broke and being a millionaire and it's uh it's all about the chase and it's about it is. the art and just being authentic to yourself um yeah the so. cool thing though is i mean you're saying you're not really involved but shit dude you're sharing all of our stuff and you're helping us get out there it's I mean, people that support us like y'all that really do help us get our names out there to people who haven't even heard of us before. Right, right. The thing, the thing with us is that we are promoting people that that aren't really known. Yeah. So there, there's been similar pages come out of the works um, that promote more mainstream stuff. They hop on the Morgan Wallen bandwagon. They post stuff about about him and whatever's popular right now. So they get a ton of likes and followers and then they, they throw sponsorship or, or advertising money at it just to get more followers. Whereas these pages, they don't have websites like I do. Um, they're, they're not putting out blog articles. They're not doing podcasts. I mean, some are, but um, it's, it's just interesting to see because people are going to gravitate to stuff that they already know. They're going to like, it's like, Ooh, that's, I, I know him. Woohoo. Go him. I, so I already support him. Yeah. So with what we're doing, it's like whoever has fa- found country and dog and followed us, they're in for a treat. They're, they're, they're being some of the first people to listen to a lot of these artists. So how much new music do you think we can expect from you within the next year or so? Uh, this year, I'm going to put out, oh, at least three or four singles. Um, I like the EP, um, but at the same time, I think that my songs get more spins when I put them out as singles. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm going to put out uh, three, four more singles this year, and then maybe like two next year, and then an album. Uh, we'll We'll see. I don't know yet, but uh, I got to figure out where I'm recording first. Um, somewhere in Nashville, probably. But. Okay, man. No, but yeah, hey, that that you were talking about feeding the uh, TikTok algorithm earlier. You got to feed the Spotify algorithm. Yeah. So that, that that 
the whole releasing singles that seems to kind of be the way to go releasing singles until it somewhat com- completes an album kind of like what tristan just did i mean yeah. he was re- releasing he released one and then he would release two two and then bam there's the album and there's four or five new songs on there that you haven't heard exactly um and so i, I think people are figuring it out kind of um so I guess doing it on, on your own, I don't know how much of a team that you have behind you uh, can, can be a little tough, but that's part of the grind, I guess. Yeah, and it's been interesting to just uh, talk to artists like Tristan um, because he's been doing this for longer than I have, and they help us out a lot. Uh, I really don't have much of a team. It's me and my manager and the band, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> and uh, we, we're figuring it out, going – taking it the, doing it the hard way, I guess. <laughs> but that's where have every- you ever, uh, have you ever thought about putting out a music video? I have. Um, when we were recording, my uh, photographer records like the videos for the canvases and stuff. And mm-hmm. we recorded that video and I was like, dude, why couldn't we make a music video? Like, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to. And he was like, I mean, we'd have to bring in some, some production to get like lighting and stuff. And I was like, all right, well, you let me know what it's going to cost. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what song I would do a music video on or if it would be one of the new ones when we put it out. But I want something uh, that's got, uh, maybe make up your mind would be something, a good one to put a music video on. But I, don't Dude, know. I, can, I can see Cold Hard Stealing Sand being something cool with, with oh, charlie yeah. stout so charlie stout he he also does photography and stuff right oh yeah so i mean i can picture it just being um shoot ha, have you heard of the Steelwoods? oh yeah they have I, I forget which um which song they did a music video on um but they did one that um was pretty much just graphics like it, it was just old footage um let's see i don't know so basically it was just old footage of just just black and white just western films and stuff like that that kind of told a story yeah um, so, so i i can see something like that with cold art stealing sand or like using charlie stout at like he takes beautiful landscape pictures oh, yeah. out out there in west texas so i mean you could get go out there walk walk around a little bit while your song's playing then it can just be tumbleweeds just just blowing blowing in the wind or uh like the oil and all this stuff i don't even know dude yeah that would be cool i have to talk to him about it he's actually in uh arizona right now he just kind of up and moves all the time i called him the other day i was like what are you doing he's like oh, i'm in the desert in tucson and i was like what I like, yeah move <laughs> down here man i'm gonna write some songs I was like, okay, he's cool that's, though. That's weird. How many how many leases do you have to break in order to do that? <laughs> I have no idea. That guy just stays, at, just stays at Airbnbs all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, when when we wrote "Cold Hard Ceilings," when we he helped me write four of the songs on that uh, EP. Uh, I had already written all the songs, and I just took them to Charlie, and was like, hey will you help me clean these up a little bit? Will you make them sound a little bit more professional? And uh, he knew how to write with me, which was kind of interesting because 
he would just tell me what was wrong with it and then make me fix it. He was like, you can come up with something better than that. And so that was kind of cool. And then Cold Heart, Still and Sam was when we really got to like sit down and throw ideas at each other. And that was, mm-hmm. was a cool process. That's really cool. I mean, we actually wrote all of that in an abandoned boot shop in Turkey, Texas. Where the heck is Turkey, Texas? Exactly. That's a home of Bob Wills. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's, that's really cool that he like kind of helped you like a teacher would in a way. Like here, you figure out yourself. I'm not going to do it for you. Yeah. yeah. Which so is the cool. best part to me. I, I'll send him songs. I send him songs all the time, but I like Charlie because he's honest and he's not afraid to hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell me straight up, this sucks. I never want to hear it again. <laughs> That's pretty good. Or no, we're going to have to change some stuff. But I, I like people that it, when you play songs to girls that are sitting on your couch, they it's don't like, yes. they, they, they <laughs> love it. And that's not what I, I don't like that. I like people to be honest with me and tell me what, what I could do right. better. And drives you to be better. Yeah. Just like, just like a, a good coach, like sports wise does. Oh, yeah. Like keeps you hungry, you know, like oh, yeah. not, not doesn't let you be fully satisfied until the goal is accomplished, which when it comes to music, I guess, is never. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, that's, that's really cool. So what's your typical writing process like? You sitting in your room just with a guitar and piece of paper? Are you smoking some weed? I don't know if you do that. But <laughs> I've, talked, oh, I've, talked to art, I've talked to artists uh, that it's like, hey, man, what, what's your uh, writing process? Oh, you know, smoking a blunt sitting in in my room at three in the morning (laughs) stuff like that it depends uh usually i'll just uh mess around on the guitar and uh my roommate is the one that writes down aaron the guy that's my accountant he he'll sit down and just write down everything i say and uh eventually something something good will come out and then we'll start writing about that usually it's pretty random like there's only been a few times where I sat down with a goal in mind of what I wanted a song to kind of be about. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, though, it just kind of comes out whatever it is, uh, which is crazy. I've, I've only s- smoked and written a song one time because when I'm smoking, I can't, I can't think about. It's time to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> time to go to bed. But, um, dude, sounds like your roommate is like one useful really good friend (laughs) and the the good thing about him is he doesn't know anything about music Mm. so when we're when we're writing i'm like is this something that you would listen to on a daily basis because you don't he doesn't know anything about writing lyrics or anything but if it's catchy to him then usually we're on to something yeah that's pretty cool i mean i i you you found a true friend right there. You really yeah. did. <laughs> I mean, you do you see him someday? Say you get big, um, you see him someday just traveling with you. Um, just oh, I hope so, man. I hope so. He that's what he wants. To, that's why he's pursuing being an accountant for musicians because he was like, dude, I could work on my computer. We could travel all over the world. It it wouldn't even matter. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool, man. <laughs> You're number one roadie. There you go. 
um that is awesome um so i mean i talked to some people some people say they'll be driving down the road and some hook will come to them stuff like that does does that ever happen to you Um, oh yeah i've got a list of just hooks in my phone and uh that's usually what will happen is i'll read one of those hooks and then we'll try to write about or a story about that hook because that's the hardest part for me is there's got to be a good hook or else the rest of the song is not going to be very good. I mean, oh, yeah. you can have good lyrics, but if the hook is not, it's not good, then I don't know. I like, I like for it to grab your attention right there at the end of the chorus. And you're just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the thing with cold, cold, hard steel and sand is that you start off. So like, like, how you start off singing it is a hook in itself. Oh yeah. Just uh, when the wind blows through, just it's like, Ooh. Yeah. Um, so I think that's super important too, because suit people, people's attention spans nowadays is very short. <laughs> oh, and I've had a lot of people tell me they're like, you need to write a bunch more like uh, cold heart. And I was like, Oh, for sure. I'm going to write, I write whatever comes to my, all my songs sound kind of different because I don't really know how to write a song in the same genre to save my life per se. Mm-hmm. So when I write, I just write whatever comes out and then we take it to the studio and we make it country. Okay. And so I've got some other songs that we're writing right now, kind of like cold hard. Uh, and I want to do like a, like a real Western album, mm-hmm. like a, uh, like a trail album or, or something like that and uh put some old songs on there like uh maybe do some marty robbins covers or something but that'd be cool. okay i mean so i i ask this question a lot it, whenever you like do you want to make every single album its own piece of art that's a little bit different each time do you go into an album with like a story that you want to tell or is it just a collection of really good songs that you think people will connect to with the ep it was definitely just a collection of songs mm-hmm. uh there wasn't really a story behind it i don't know if i'm to that point yet um i'd have to write hundreds of more songs to get songs that were all similar enough to have a, a story behind it but uh i don't know mm-hmm. that's a good question i like that I, I think maybe each one would be an individual work of art um just because I don't know exactly what my style is per se yet. Mm. Uh, I know I like country music and I like honky tonk music. I like Western music. Um, so I think I'm just going to venture between all of those and just kind of put out whatever, whatever I like to listen to really. Right. And I, uh, I remember I was on your TikTok. Uh, live and I, w- I was like hey play you can have the crown by sturdily you're like that's out of my genre um <laughs> i don't but the, the thing is people will be like oh we've seen you cover this song like you posted a cover of it will you play it and i'm like y'all don't understand that when i post these covers i'm looking i'm reading the lyrics off my phone mm-hmm. and the chords and stuff and i'll memorize it like five minutes before i record that video and then i forget it right after that right right so what I'm going to do, my roommate was talking to me about this because he was watching that, uh, that, that, uh, live that you were on. He was like, what you need to do is, uh, run the live from your computer or something and then have your phone right there. So you could 
play whatever song they want. And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but back to the whole album thing, um, Sturgill, uh, like every single one of his, his albums sounds different. Like the album, it all goes together, but then you might listen to the next one and it's like completely, completely different. So oh, yeah. his two, his 2013 stuff is completely different from his, uh, recent stuff in a way so it's really cool to see those artists kind of come into their own and play with things and I I know you are you're pretty new into all this um, but I guess it'd be something really cool to to try out someday I'm sure oh heck yeah I mean you got Aaron Watson's Vaquero and then his red red bandana album they sound different Oh, yeah. um, the Vaquero has a uh, kind of some of the same elements as Texas Swing by Tristan Merez has oh, yeah. throughout it. Um, it has that Tex-Mex uh, influences to it. So, I mean, I guess if you ever find yourself like really digging a certain style of music uh, and I guess like go after it, like, like try it. Yeah. Um, do that. And then maybe the next year you're really feeling something else. Um, so I think, I think the cool thing about music is that you can evolve in different ways. Um, and it's, it's just fun to be along for the ride. That's right. That's right. I enjoy it. That's why I love doing this though. It never feels like work. Mm-hmm. It feels like I'm doing something that, uh, I love to do. I, I would, I'm playing guitar 24 seven anyway. So, if I'm not doing it on a stage, I'm doing it right here for my dog. I mean, we love this stuff. This is what that that's why it's cool to be around all these other bands that are small like us cuz we're not making much money. But we're all doing it because we love to do it and we would rather be doing that than sitting in an office. <laughs> yep. I mean, I say this on every single podcast. If I was in the money business, I wouldn't be in the music business. And that's, that's right. and that's what's similar with me and and you is that y'all are doing something that y'all are passionate about not really caring if it makes money or not um you're just staying true to yourself and and putting out the things that you want and that's something that i I do i get 100 emails a week from people asking for promotion and frankly i don't read 90 percent of it because at the at the end, end of the day I gravitate towards whatever songs that I'm, I'm listening to. I put, I put together our new music playlist every single week of everyone using the software that shows me all of the new country that comes out from guys who have zero monthly listeners to guys like Tim McGraw. Um, so I'll listen through it all. If I find something that I, I I'm really digging, um, I'll, I'll put something out about it. So that's, uh, that that's a perk about being in my position but um yeah man it's just passion authenticity and um seeing where things goes um that's right never never knowing what's what's going to happen you could like like Pegasus on the rooftops they put out their first song and it's made their career yep it it happens yeah. like that yeah there's there's different doors for everybody. There's different paths. 
And one thing Colby Acuff and I were talking about is that he kind of opened my eyes to the fact that he doesn't really care how, how people make it. He's not going to judge anyone. If people are making it from just lip singing over their songs on TikTok, never, never playing a gig before in their life and they get signed to a record label. Awesome. If people have to go on to a singing show in order to get recognition, um, whether they win or not, more power to them. Um, if people like you, um, like Aaron Watson was back in the day, just playing show to show, um, like he, he has a song where I forget which one it is, but he says, I became an overnight sensation in just over 10 years. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it can happen. Yeah, it can happen like that. It's, it's different for everybody. Um, That's the crazy thing about some of these guys that people, uh, some of my friends in San Angelo, they're not big into music, but like they'll hear about somebody, like somebody will hear about, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Like Tristan even. And they're like, dang, this is a new guy. He's brand new. And I'm like, see, you say that. I've, I've been on that shit for like five years. Off. Yeah. He's been working his butt off for years. <laughs> You're just now hearing it. But that's mm-hmm. how, I mean, I, I'm trying to do a little bit of all of it, just work the social media aspect, but also you can't get any better than just being in front of a live audience and trying to convince them to listen to your music. Yeah. And that was something that COVID kind of took away from people. Um, and, and you make most of your money from merchandise and shows and it's hard to sell a bunch of merchandise if you're not doing shows. So it, that, that kind of took away all of the, money influences behind the industry um and really i think helped let good songs and artists come to light during the whole lockdown and all that stuff because people were still putting out music people had more time to write they didn't really have any incentive necessarily to write because spotify and apple music they don't pay shit yeah um (laughs) (laughs) so i I mean i talked i talked with this uh band named market junction a couple months ago and they're just, they're two engineers that they've just been in this band for five, six years or whatever, putting out, putting out really good music. And they have maybe a thousand monthly listeners. And they said that they got their first check from Spotify um, four years after they released their first album. Huh. And, it was, and it was like 150 50 bucks. Yeah. That's about what it goes. <laughs> get you some water burger or something. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And and then even that has to be split up between writers and your, yeah. your label, if you have one and all that stuff. So it's kind of like, Oh my God. So you, it, you either got to be independent and get really big and you, and you can keep most of it or be in a record label and pray that you make it big. Cause if, if you're just somewhere in the middle and they're taking half of what you make and, and they own your music, um, it's not really worth it. You, you, you'd be better off being independent and keeping all that money in a way. Yeah, for sure. But, um, no, yeah, dude, it, go ahead. Uh, I, that's just always been a dream of mine is just to be independent because, uh, I mean, I, I've seen a bunch of people do it now on flatland and, and it just, it's kind of cool that, they're getting to keep all their money that they're making off of these streams and off of every record that they sell. And it's like, dang, you don't really 
need the backing from a, a label anymore to to make it. No, dude, and, and then also at the end of the, at the end of the day, if you believe in the songs you're putting out and you're staying true to yourself and you have enough money to get by and you're happy, that's all that matters. Oh you yeah, don't, you don't got to be a, a Morgan Wallen or a Luke Combs. That's right. That's um, right. Which talking about those guys, it I don't have any judgments on how they made it. Um, Morgan still writes most of his own songs, or at least with with his buddies, mm-hmm. and that's something that I, I admire about him. Um, he took the doors that were open to him. And I think most people would have done the same if they were him. So, I mean, I can't, I can't judge that. He puts out some damn good music. Um, yeah, it's not independent or, or whatever. Um, yeah. but who cares at the end, end of the day, everyone has their own avenue. Everyone has their own thing that they do. Um, oh, yeah. And as long as you're putting out good stuff that people can connect to, that's really all that matters. That's right. That's right. That's crazy though. I mean, it honestly, if, if anything like that was ever offered to me, I want to be independent, but there's no way I wouldn't, I wouldn't take an offer like that. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it takes certain circumstances that would make people say no. I mean, like Aaron yeah. Watson, his song, Fence Post. I'd rather be an old Fence Post in Texas than the king of Tennessee. Um, that comes from him going to a record label and them telling him no. And then that same record label coming back to him a couple of years later um, and offering him a record deal saying, well, we think you're going to be a big star. Oh, oh well, what changed? You know? Yeah. Um, so that, that certain things like that can affect how a person makes decisions um but like cody johnson i mean i I remember seeing him when he was playing some small bars for a couple hundred people and then he was playing rodeos and then next thing you know it he's playing these big pavilions in fort worth and across texas um and then he's selling out uh nrg stadium uh 70 5,000 people or whatever. Um, So, I mean, he made Nashville make him the best offer that anyone's going to get. Which is really cool. Being Mm -hmm. able to walk in there and set your own terms. This is what I want from (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Yeah. Um, So, I I feel like that is the best possible route that, that an independent artist can go. Oh, yeah. I mean, he still gets to keep all the rights to his music. They're just basically handling promotion for him. He can still go play small shows, whatever. Um, They just help him out on the little things that uh, he might not want to do or deal with. (laughs) Exactly. Um, That's that's really cool, too, though, because I love uh, that – Music is only half of what this business is. I mean, the rest of it is running an actual business. And I really do love the music part. And I've come to fall in love with the business part of it. But at some point, I just want to be the one doing the music. Somebody else can run the business. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Cody Johnson has in store. I mean, he hasn't released an album in two years. They've really... uh, road on this dear rodeo stuff pun intended 
um, <laughs> um, the past couple months, uh, the stuff with Reba McIntyre, um, they've really been putting out cool stuff when it comes to that. Oh, yeah. But it, it'll be cool to see what he does album-wise next um, it, when he can just really focus on the music and they handle the business side of things. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, let's see. What else you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> what, who signed that guitar behind you up there on that wall? Dude, all, all kinds of people. Aaron Watson's on there. Uh, Tracy Lawrence. Uh, oh, Dar- Darius Rucker. Um, let's see. I think Craig Morgan. Um, got a bunch of them. I, I forget. I have a paper somewhere that, that shows every single person that's on there. But uh, wanted, wanted at an auction at a, uh, at a casino. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's yeah, my, cool. my, I also have a uh, Garth Brooks sign sign one at my parents' house that they, they just keep in the closet. They won't let me take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dude, this thing needs to be shown off. Exactly, exactly. Um, so hopefully I'll get, get my hands on that uh, here soon. But dude, I've had like six guitars. I don't know how to play because I was always playing sports. I was playing always playing sports growing up. Yeah. Um, so it really never I never had the time to sit down completely. Always sports, girls, school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so that's kind of where the the business stuff came into aspect of something that I could do without having to sit down and invest a ton of time into, into music. I could still kind of get into the music business and support the music that I love without having to put it out myself. Exactly. That's really um, cool. Yeah, man. So Lubbock, that was a big inspiration for me. That kind of got me into all, all this music before that. I was just listening to Tim McGraw and the mainstream people. And then I found all these lesser known guys. And I realized every time that I was going home, I was sharing it with family and friends and all that stuff. And I just wanted to do it on a bigger platform. And then that got me into writing, which I'm still not even a huge fan of writing. I don't have... I'm super, I'm spread so thin that I don't have time to sit down and write an in-depth article for three, five hours, whatever it takes. So that's, that's why I'm bringing on external writers that um, can kind of tackle that. But um, yeah, man. So I don't know. You want to, you want to close this out? Been doing super long podcasts here recently. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. I appreciate you having me on though. Yeah, of course. Of course. I, I know we, uh, I know I hit you up not too long ago about popping by one of your shows. I, think, I, I can't remember if you were in Tyler or not. I think that's where you were. Yeah. Or maybe you were in Nacogdoches. I don't know if, you, if you've played Bonita Creek Hall. No, yeah. not yet, but I want to play there. Yeah. Those are the, the cool places, the, the cool, uh, like Copeland and, uh, the backyard and all those places, those are dreams of mine, which is cool because Tristan's brought us along on this tour and he's really opened a lot of doors for us by getting us into these places. As we've sent all of them emails, but you know how that is. <laughs> and it's, it's a lot different when they get to hear you in person and they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You can come back. Right. Right. And that's something I'm trying to kind of get into, which is the booking side of things. 
mm-hmm. um, establishing all these connections with these venues. Um, like I, I'm talking with this this one band named the Pearl Snap Prophets. They're from North Carolina. I'm like, hey, come down to Texas this summer, and I'll go on, t- on tour with, with y'all. We'll set up merch stands for y'all, merch stands for Country Underdog, what, whatever. And we can just go town to town, do some cool things. I'll try and get y'all into into some some venues. Um, so that's something something that I want to do. Um, I've tried to do a lot, and that's that's kind of part of being young. You can you're you can afford to try different things and right. see what works and what doesn't work without many repercussions because you don't have as many responsibilities like a family stuff like that. I mean. I have a college degree and I'm choosing to just get by, um, live in Longview. I was going to go back to Texas. I mean, Dallas, um, I'm choosing to do all this stuff and, uh, bet on myself, bet on y'all, uh, just to see where things go. Um, I can always go work for AT&T or some shit down, down the road. But, uh, right now it's all about taking a chance on, on yourself just like, you artists are doing. That's pretty cool. I've never heard it said like that. Bet on yourself. I like that. Of course. Of course. Um, I mean, you can talk about girls and all this stuff for the longest time. I was, I was like try, trying to get married, all this stuff. I dated a girl for three years in high school. And then I, right whenever I got into college, I dated a girl for another two years. And then I dated another girl for another two years. So I, I haven't been single in a long time. I've been single for the past year. And it's been really, really cool to have time to just focus on yourself and what you're trying to do with your life. Um, because you are, you are the most permanent thing in your life. That's right. And um, that's the way I've been looking, looking at it. Uh, happiness is, is a choice. Of course, I, w- I want to be making a, a bunch, of, bunch of money. Of course, I wish things were a different way. Of course, it's, it's easy to be impatient and wish that I was already... I already had a studio built um, to have, have y'all come by and all that stuff, but it's all about day to day. It's all about the grind. It's all about uh, taking baby steps um, to get to where you, where you need to be. And so that's kind of what makes me so similar to you artists in a way. Um, And then it's all, it's also all about just making connections with people and who, you know, Um, it's about who, you know, not necessarily what you know who you know right. and, and how hard you work. Um, so I, I know that's what, what y'all are doing. I, I know you, you talked, talked a bunch about Tristan. It's about getting in the right circles, um, right. F- finding the right fits. Um, I, I, know, I know it can be frustrating to put out a song and it not get the attention that it deserves. Um, just like running a business that you really believe in and it doesn't, it's not getting the attention that it deserves. Um, but there's this, there's this diagram. I saw this thing on TikTok, this one motivational speaker the, the other day, and he drew a U on a piece of paper and drew some different points on it. And he said, up here at the top is, is where you come up with an idea and you start pursuing something and you're kind of pursuing it. And it's, it's hard work. Eventually you hit, you hit a kind of like, like a rock bottom. It's like, I don't know if I, if I should still be doing this, man. I don't know if uh, this is working. And it's the people who figure out how to get past that, that become successful. 
I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people start out with an idea, they hit rock bottom, and they go right, right back to the top, start something else. And it becomes a cycle. They can never get past where it is super hard. Um, so it's just about continuing on through that point, and whoever makes it, makes it past that are the ones who uh, get rich, I guess, <laughs> and are successful. <laughs> yeah. I, I told my parents the other day, my, parent, my mom was talking to me about, when I graduate, I'll have a plan B. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no mom, there's, there's no plan B. This is plan A and we're sticking with it. <laughs> yep. I'll graduate and get the degree for you, but plan A is where we're at. And, and that's what happens with a lot of artists that are successful. People that are successful in this wor- world is there's no plan B. Their backs are against the wall. They have to make it or, or else. Um, so that, that's a good mindset to have. I mean, I have much more of an analytical business mindset. It's like, okay, if this doesn't work, this will work. That's why I have all these different ideas. I'm yeah. entrepreneur. I want to do all these different things, see what works. Um, and eventually I want to be running five, 10 different businesses. But country, country underdog and music is my passion. And it's probably not going to be the thing that makes me the most money. But at the end of the day, it'll be the thing that I am most proud of was happiest about and want to continue continue doing just like perform performing music it's addicting (laughs) it is yeah well great great talk braxton thanks for coming on um for having me i hope to do this again in person sometime yeah come come down come down see a show wherever you're at um just let me know uh whenever you're around east texas and uh we can get together man Heck yeah, yes, sir. I appreciate it. All right, Braxton. Have a good one, man. Yes, sir. You too.